0: Dean Daniel
1: here, your lovable podcast mascot and friend. This podcast is brought to you by our listeners on Patreon, especially Carlo
0: and Hedwig. Thank you all. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil.
1: I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is...
2: The PCs are the proud owners of Ravenloft's first ever Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, this is an objectively
1: bad idea because four out of five restaurants fail in the first year, so... Mm -mm. So it's just not yeah, going to go th- well.
0: Yeah, you think it's going to be some kind of animatronic-themed horror, but it is just the fear of, like, setting up your first bit.
1: Roll a d20. If you get a 16 or above, your business lasts out the year.
0: Yeah, because especially Raven where you've also got to account for, like, vampires who only drink blood in your restaurant, and werewolves who only eat people, and so forth, and so forth. So... I think part of the issue here is that both of us are British and I've never been to
2: a Chuck E Cheese.
1: I'm mostly aware of it through parody, but I'm gonna do my best.
2: Yeah, like the thing I know about here's the things I know about Chuck E. Cheese.
0: All right, I think it's a children's restaurant and it has a giant fucking rat. And the giant rat just wanders around the Chuck E. No, I think
1: it's animatronic and it sings sing
0: songs I thought it was a mascot thing we're already falling into like infighting already there is
1: a mascot as well I think it's... Mm. I'm positive that there's some sort of animatronic element
0: Yeah, that's arcade games
1: and pizza
0: if any of you know about Chuck E. Cheese and would like to tell us the various contradictions of Chuck E. Cheese law we just made feel free to email us I suppose
1: I know that the E stands for entertainment.
0: Yeah, because it's Charles E cheese. Charles, Charles Entertainment, entertainment cheese. cheese. Right, so Ravenloft. The question is
1: We know more about Ravenloft. We do. It's spooky.
0: Has Chuck and has Charles Entertainment Cheese been condemned to a dark domain for his sin?
1: I think he's just trying to bring a little joy to the people of Ravenloft.
2: Hmm.
1: Because it's got to be a hard place to grow up. At the very (laughs) least, there should be a place where you can get pizza from a giant
2: rat. Yeah,
0: that's just a bare minimum for a good childhood. Mm. And you've got to stop all of the vampires and what have you from breaking in and ruining it. (laughs) My knowledge of Ravenloft is there's just packs of vampires wandering the streets, mugging
2: fast-food mascots. I mean, it's basically the
1: village from every gothic <laughs> horror, right?
2: You know, yeah. yeah,
0: basically, for those who don't know, Raven Lost is the D&D horror setting, and it's a spooky alternate dimension full of gothic horror monsters into which people are dragged every sort of them from around the multiverse.
1: I think my biggest concern is people assuming that Mr. Cheese Um, Although the dash is in the name, I don't know if if it's a mononym, if Hmm. Charles Entertainment Cheese is just his name, but I'm going to call him Mr. Cheese because it feels more polite.
2: Hmm.
1: My biggest concern is whether Mr. Cheese will be interpreted as some sort of horrific monster, what with being a giant, possibly animatronic, possibly not rat. That goes around offering children delicious things in exchange for money.
0: Like, it is a setting with a weirad. So I assume most people will imagine
2: he's a rat. And that's probably going to be a problem. Yeah. But also, just generally, I feel like in a
1: gothic horror setting, you don't want your children making deals with any kind of stranger but especially not a giant sentient rat
2: to be fair
0: so if you picture you know your gothic horror town and there's mist and there's a small town full of isolated and um unfriendly um villagers and there's a castle or mansion or something on a mountain like a vampire walks in or a werewolf walked in or a ghost walks in it's like okay i like singing dancing animatronic rap band with a with a guitar throwing pizzas at people it might just throw everyone in that they're like, that That doesn't seem like a monster. Because, you know, all of the monsters are tragic and ethereal and sinister, and that thing won't stop singing shitty kids songs.
2: If anything, maybe we'd need to give Mr. Cheese a backstory <laughs> to make him, you know, to make people more comfortable with him. He needs a tragic backstory. Yeah. like i was assuming horrible scientific experiment gone wrong like charles
0: entertainment cheese was a young like young man who wanted to go into the restaurant business but as you mentioned most restaurants fail in their first years they can't quite pull it off so he turned to like a sinister the government conspiracy to help him and they funded him but in exchange they injected him with mutagenic chemicals uh, and that's how he became char uh chuck's chuch- um and then uh he was dragged into
2: raving Loft in unrelated film.
1: I have learned that Chuck E. Cheese has a backstory.
2: Oh, it was I close.
1: Um i was gonna tell you it and we'll see what you think.
2: Um so he grew up in Saint Marinara's orphanage. imagining chucky e. cheese's parents dying yeah
1: just <laughs> just sit just well, in that for a moment yeah um... um and he loves the song happy birthday and he loves singing and playing music but he because he was an orphan he didn't know what his birthday was we're ignoring the part where the other orphans knew what their birthdays were but chuck never knew his birthday and just wanted to sing happy birthday all the time, and that's why he opened a, res- a children's restaurant that does birthday parties. Hey,
0: what? That is surprisingly tragic. So, important question. So, he'll in- fit in fine. Yeah, imp- important question. In this first ever Chucky Cheese, it's a gothic horror setting, is it haunted by the ghosts of Mr. Cheese with dead Presumably. that's
1: Presumably. Why- yeah. That must be why he's known as Chuck Cheese. Yeah. His, pa- his parents are Mr. and Mrs. Cheese. He's just Chuck.
0: Like, are they calling it in a sinister way or are they just like working?
1: I don't know. I'm just trying to work out if their deaths were any sort of comeuppance for naming their child Charles Entertainment.
0: The first action out of the room was to stab them upon hearing his name. And that's the dark sin? But because like in Ravenloft, each sort of area is based around a person who has committed some horrific act of evil and it's all, be- all you know very poetic after their things um and that's his one he, he went here uh, to atone for killing his parents over calling him charles entertainment
1: i also needed to know that the reason the way that he got money to go to the big city to open his restaurant was he won a pong tournament
0: so I think the most important it question add
1: to the tragedy, but it raises a lot of <laughs> questions. I think the most important
0: question if we're doing this as an RPG, how do you determine who gets to play
2: child Entertainment chief?
1: See, I was seeing him as more like a quest giver NPC.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Everyone
1: is doing various jobs, you know, someone makes the pizza, mm. someone, yeah. I don't know, services the video games. And Charles is just there in the back rooms, shedding a single tear every time he hears the song "Happy Birthday." Yeah.
0: Like so, what it is is you work uh, at the Charles at the Cheese, um, and yeah, the Rat Man is there crying over over his birthday,
2: um, and
0: you have to figure out his tragic backstory in order to lay the ghosts of his parents to rest. While well, oh so you know, serving pizza and managing the video games and making sure everyone's having a good time.
1: Oh, I like it. It's it's like a murder mystery yeah, set in a children's restaurant.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, a children's and like, you know, because every so often you get a customer who is a werewolf or like a goblin or something, and you have to like serve them too, so those are like Okay, so each session is um okay, Count Strahd has come in and is demanding that his vampire children be given pizza, and you need to sort that out. But the overarching like plot is figuring out who killed the parents of Charles Entertainment Cheese.
1: We have once again reached the point where I have to say I would play this.
2: Yeah, like tell us how it goes is cuz ravenloft is like medieval technology cuz it's a D&D set. mostly medieval
0: technology is is it like you know downgraded to fitting with that aesthetic or is it uh does it have like arcade machines and everything
1: well i feel like the animatronics would at least be fairly straightforward because you could have a clockwork thing i'm less sure about the arcade machines i feel like having them be magic in some way would maybe be kind of a cop out, but maybe you just have you know good wholesome medieval family fun like bear baiting.
2: Point, like so,
0: firstly, I do love the idea of there's just a fucking bear in your turkey Cheat.
1: Okay, yeah, that might be excessive. Badger baiting.
0: No bear baiting. <laughs> your kids, you go in. It's like, hey, my kid's birthday, and, I'm 12 and 10, and she's like, "Yay, here's a fucking bear! Fight it and fight it to live."
1: I think I'm misunderstanding what bear baiting is, but your your version is more
2: entertaining.
0: Here's your official Chuck E. Cheese bear spear. <laughs> yeah, do I, I actually...
2: prefer this version.
0: Yeah, like I'm vaguely aware of what bear baiting is, and I'm pretty certain it's not you have to fight the bear with a spear. But also,
2: I mean,
1: if you're gonna do the whole fighting a bear thing, you should have the decency to do it yourself.
0: Yeah. It's like, because Charles Entertainment Cheese is, like, a giant, like, sentient animal, he, like, empathises more with bears. So he doesn't do the whole, oh, let's all sit around and, you know, jab at it Can't fight back. Uh, He does, okay, if you want to do bear baiting, you're going to have to fight the fucking bear.
1: He doesn't empathise with the bears enough to not do bear baiting, but he... But he does replace the dogs with small children, and that's yeah. better.
0: Like, I mean, he's a rat; he's not a bear. You know, he's not fully empathizing with them, but he's closer than you. This is my knowledge of how evolution works. There are rats <laughs> how and bears works. who are related, and then there's humans who are a different thing. And that is how that is how that works. Um, I do also like the idea of just a fully functional like. 70s disco themed arcades just appearing in a gothic medieval town.
1: I mean, maybe that's the plot. It's like the second arc. The first arc is solving the murder of Mr. and Mrs. Cheese. The second arc is, okay, we've dealt with that. Now where did this arcade come from?
0: The second arc is literally just you describe an arcade machine, but like as if you as if the person has no context for what an arcade machine is and see how long it takes your players to figure out what it is.
1: I mean, that is always fun. Mm. Like, I've definitely done that with things like vacuum cleaners. Yeah. In, I in think... fact, in the Probably Bad game, I did it with a Roomba. <laughs> we called it the disc of cleaning.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think... So, yeah, I think... Come up with a pretty solid um, campaign idea here. I feel there should be, at least once, an angry mob who are going to kill the shuttle. Sorry, Charles Entertainment.
1: Well, that's more just the the background threat yeah. of the campaign, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. The back, So yeah, the background threat is you need to stop the angry mob rising. You need to figure out who killed uh, Mister Cheese's parents, uh, and you also need to intermittently deal with like a raffle, like Banshee that wants pizza. I think the problem is going to be contriving why all these supernatural creatures.
1: Does the Banshee have a Karen haircut?
0: Yeah, the Banshee is like the ghost of a Karen who cannot rest until she has seen the manager.
1: But the manager is too busy being sad about his dead parents. Yeah. So you have to lay the ghosts to rest well, so that to... you can then arrange a meeting between the Banshee and Mr. Yeah. Cheese.
0: I was thinking that like... It
1: feels weird not to call him Mr. Cheese. Calling him <laughs> Chuck seems too
2: familiar.
0: Yeah, like, you know... He's not off. He's not your friend. He's your boss. So he's
2: Mister Chief. Exactly. Yeah. I think. I think we've got a good campaign here, which isn't what we're meant to do at all.
0: <laughs> I
2: apologise sincerely to all listeners.
1: Achievement than <laughs> describing, uh, describing an arcade machine in medieval terms.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so. No so questions, I believe.
1: Hmm. Hi, I'm Hazel and I make a podcast with Liz called Bread and Thread which you might enjoy if you are a fan of food or clothes or other interesting parts of domestic history. We find out interesting facts about things like regional foods, ancient breeds of sheep, um, pretty much anything domestic history. So if you'd like to know why it's illegal to import a sheep into Iceland and what was presented by Queen Victoria to Harriet Tubman, then you might want to check out Bread and Thread. Find us at Bread and Thread on Twitter
2: or find us everywhere podcasts exist.
0: (laughs) Our first question comes from Platella. Um... Read the whole name. Oh yeah, fuck. From Blatella, Envoy of the Swarm, my apologies, what is the funniest permutation of one class acting like another? I would say rogue paladin either side. So either have a rogue who talk, who's wearing shiny armor and goes, yes, I will save you for it is my oath as a paladin. And then they go up to you and just mug you. Or a paladin who just sneaks into your house while you sleep
2: and, like, takes care of everyday problems for you. I mean, I think that second one, you're describing a large number of household spirits. Yeah.
0: Which is what I aim for when I make a paladin.
1: I think I would quite like a warlock that acts like a cleric, like, sets Mm -hmm. up a little shrine to their patron and prays to them every day, which I feel would be especially good if it was, like, the demon warlock. Yeah. The demon is just really uncomfortable with this whole thing. It's like, dude, if you don't stop praying to me, I'm going to take away your Eldritch Blast. Oh, mighty patron, please do not punish me so. I feel like...
0: Warlock, you act like wizard, but in the sense of... very adamant that yes, they learnt these magic powers, and they definitely didn't get them by asked by like you know calling up the Fae realms and crying down the phone until they agreed to give them magic. but like, yeah I, I definitely am a wizard and could definitely cast spells.
1: I was going to say warlock that acts like a bard, but I literally have a character in my current campaign who is a warlock trying to get powerful enough to be worthy of fucking their patron, so I think we've got that
0: covered. yeah. I I am not in the current campaign, but I occasionally hear about it, and I hope that they're doing well. Like, I hope that they're getting close to fucking their paper.
1: Well, they reached level two.
0: Okay, so this is a (laughs) start. Fighter who acts like a wizard. Hear me out. They, like, walk up to you, they take out, like, they're dressed in, like, you know, robes and covering symbols, they take out this huge, like, leather-bound tome that's just got an image of like a demon or something on the front and they open it up and they start intoning dramatically and then they just pick up the book and throw it at you.
1: I or, mean there are definitely some wizards who would just do that anyway yeah, you push or them. Fighter,
0: or fighter acts like a wizard in that they describe in great detail the signs behind them hitting you with a the, with the sword every time they hit you with a sword
1: barbarian that acts like a cleric chops you to pieces but says a prayer over the pieces afterwards so you can get into a good afterlife although i think that is just a paladin
0: yeah i think a lot, i think we seem to be coming up with like just a lot of characters who actually exist which is the problem because everyone plays bullshit characters I am still a fan of Rogue who acts like a barbarian. You can't be seen if there's no witnesses alive afterwards.
1: Ah, the classic you're invisible if no one's looking thing.
0: Yeah, you're invisible if no one is alive to see you.
1: I I think that's how a lot of people play Metal Gear, I'll be honest.
0: I have never played Metal Gear, so I will take your word for it.
1: No witnesses if you
2: kill all the witnesses. Yeah. I want an entire party who acts like Barbaric. Like,
0: you have the standard rogue fighter, cleric, wizard, but all of them go into furious rages every time they see an enemy and just beat them up.
1: I mean, again, there
2: there is a certain type of player who already does this. Yeah. But the point is. I. I don't know what the point is. It's
0: 2021. Every word I say fades into the ether as soon as I stop
2: thinking it. There is no words, only sadness. But next question!
1: (laughs) My next 5e character is a medium humanoid, lawful neutral, slash small swarm of tiny aberrations, chaotic evil. Thoughts? That's from Badger Punk. But this is like the opposite of the thing about how, you know, people are individually good, but a mob is awful. Because you've just got aberrations who are individually awful, but collectively okay? And I'm just really enjoying that.
0: Yeah. Like, the question is, how many aberrations do you need to take out of the swarm before they become an asshole?
1: Because I like Like, the idea of... The question is... How, how many constitutes a swarm.
0: Yeah, because I like the idea if the more you damage them, the more of a jerk they become.
1: That's one of those people that really
2: snaps if you do anything wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I think... What do I think?
0: Like, so do they just do a vote on whether or not they're going to be a jerk? And it's like a kind of... Maybe it's a kind of like, okay, so they all want to do evil. But they feel nervous because everyone around there's so many people around them and they don't know if they want to do evil things. So they dial that it down a bit.
1: They're kind of forced to behave by social
0: anxiety. Yeah, like, each of them is chaotic evil, but each of them thinks that all of the other ones are lawful good. And they don't want to do good because they're evil, but they're not willing to do evil because they think that everyone around them will judge them for it.
1: To quote a classic movie of our times,
2: just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean that you're a bad guy.
0: Podcast has reached record Ralph level. It's over. We, we have accomplished what we set out to do.
1: Is that better or worse than speed is the important question.
0: I mean, I've actually never seen either, so I wouldn't, wouldn't know.
1: I mean, we're watching speed tonight, so that'll hmm. fix one of those.
0: Yeah. For those at home, I don't consume media. I spend all of my evenings sat alone in my room sobbing while forced
2: feeding myself a D&D player's Yeah, <laughs> So I, I, like, I like this little,
0: little uh, democratic school who has been forced to be a good person, or at least decent person, by um,
2: social anxiety. Like you cast a text over yeah, it. I'm,
1: I'm just wondering though if they switched to private ballot to like a secret ballot, would that balance out the social anxiety and they vote the way that they really want to? Yeah. And then your character would presumably just end up acting like some sort of Brexit Trump hybrid.
0: Yeah. So what you need to do, your so like. The other player has the arc of trying to make sure that this swarm of tiny aberrations don't implement diplomatic, uh, democratic reform. You send in little instigator aberrations into, into the map.
2: Teeny tiny Pinkertons.
0: Teeny tiny Pinkertons is my new character, is my new um and d species. I like it. Yeah. You, what was the thing I was going to say? It's like, yeah, if you cast Detect Evil on them, it kills them, because every aberration is like, oh fuck, now they'll know I'm the evil one, and jumps off to run away.
1: So, detect evil basically has the same effect as disintegrate on this character, because they all just run away in different directions.
0: Yeah. I don't know what, like, what information it gives you if you cast detect evil on someone and they just fucking vaporise, but I imagine it probably doesn't, like reflect well on them.
2: Yeah,
1: I think at the very least I'd assume they weren't great. I
0: remember like at least I can't remember if the case in fifth edition, at least in third edition, if you cast a Detective Evil on something evil enough, it it stunned you because they were so evil. And I guess it's like the inverse of that. So maybe it's like, oh no, I cast Detective Evil on them. And they were so good that the Detective evil just vaporized them through sheer indignance at the they might
2: not be good. Well, I
1: believe that in 5e, Detect Good and Evil tells you about the presence of certain kinds
2: of... Yeah, I ask
1: I mean, one of them is aberration, so it would still work. Hmm. But it would more just tell you, this person is made of aberrations. Which, I mean, would certainly be a thing to learn about your party member. Like, hey, this is my mate Clive, No, he's made of tiny evil creatures, but don't hold that against him.
0: Would it? Okay, so would it say this person's made of aberrations, or would it say there's an aberration inside this person?
2: That's a very good question. So that
0: might give you some very different opinions as to what's going on.
2: it
1: It just says you know where the creature is located.
2: Hmm. So,
1: So, you would know that he contained many little, many aberrations.
0: Yeah, you know, there were many aberrations where he was.
1: So, I guess if they all then ran away, you'd just be like, oh no, they killed Clive.
0: Clive hatched into a swarm of abominations.
2: We must kill them all to avenge him.
0: (laughs) And this is the tragic backstory that leads to you getting sucked into Ravenloft. And having to work at Mr. Cheese's haunted um, Chuck E. Cheese is all gone full circle.
1: Yes, his name was Clive Cheese, the <laughs> father of Charles Entertainment.
0: It turns out that you were the one who killed Charles Entertainment Cheese's parents.
1: Now you have to make the ultimate choice as to whether or not you tell him. If only you were made of many tiny creatures which could somehow vote on whether you should tell him.
0: Again, I would play this. One of, yeah, one of the other characters is the surviving aberrations who have reformed into a child, because there's less of them, so it's smaller, uh, who is in the, ch- the Chuck E. Cheese, and they're just a the background character playing on like arcade machines and stuff. But the twist is, they're the aberrations here to get revenge. It turns out that Charles... Charles Entertainment Cheese has been playing um, "Happy Birthday" to his father, who, unbeknownst to him, has come back as a child who is at his, at his okay. Chuck E. Cheese. Um, and then at the end, it's revealed, and they have a heartwarming reunion. And then the child fucking eats him because he's a swarm of abominations. You all get, you all get, you all get, you'll get enough XP to level up. Campaign, campaign, continue
2: this time at a McDonald's haunted by a clown. (laughs) And on that note, um, we have a Patreon. It's probably Bad
1: RPG Ideas, where you can get access to a homebrew where we do nonsense like this, but for you.
2: And bonus episodes where we also do nonsense, because this is a nonsense podcast. As well as a Discord server. You know, I was very
0: emotionally invested in the story of Charles Entertainment Cheese.
1: This is the most I've ever cared about a fictional mouse.
2: Yeah, Thank you, Mickey.
1: Um, if you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail dot com or message
2: the probably bad as Tumblr and remember it to have a probably, probably bad, bad day.